Welcome to the Eat Like an Italian podcast, where we will discuss the rationale, benefits, and practical application of the Mediterranean diet. We will explain how to maintain healthy eating habits without actually dieting, while at the same time enjoying some of the best cuisine on the planet. The centuries-old food traditions found in Italy still provide the most accurate template for a long and active life in the 21st century. We'll dive into the what of these practices, but we'll also unpack the why, so that we can better understand the direct links between lifestyle choices and overall well-being. Join us in the kitchen and at the table for a generous helping of delicious food. Here's to your health. Ciao. Buongiorno a tutti. I'm here today with Monica. She's going to tell us about some Venetian food. In fact, Monica, uh, welcome. You're the first guest that I've ever had on this podcast. I've done this one solo, but uh, for, you're the first guest I'm having on this podcast. So welcome. Ooh, okay. I'm, 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 I like to be in the first of something. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the honor. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to talk about, you know, Venetian cuisine in general, we're going to get pretty specific with Cicchetti and the, this book that you're researching and writing about that that's going to be published very soon. Mm -hmm. um, but why don't you just give us a little background about yourself and, and what you do in Venice and, uh, and, and your whole sort of you know, career path and, and that sort of thing and, and oh, how okay. it involves food. Yeah. Oh, how it involves food? Well, I'm Italian, of course it involves food. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm a food guide in Venice. I started as a food guide about in 2008. Uh, from there, the step to becoming a cooking instructor was actually quite quick. Uh, within a couple of years, I decided to do that. I have become also, obviously, in between, I'm, I'm a food blogger. I'm also a restaurant reviewer because I work for a very famous uh, Italian magazine going around Venice testing and tasting all the different restaurants of the city. What's the uh, name of the magazine? It's Tonight Venezia. Well, it's Tonight is Tonight is in Italy. I do Tonight Venezia. Sometimes I do Padova as well, but generally okay. Venice. Okay. Um, and uh, so that gives me the chance to meet a lot of, uh, you know, restaurateurs, to get a lot of uh, uh, recipes, uh, to taste also and test the different levels of restaurants. So that's quite good because, you know, I think a problem we uh, we discussing the other day with another food blogger friend of mine. She's a very famous TV chef in Italy. That um, lately uh, the narrative about Venetian cuisine is a bit flat, as in uh, everybody keeps saying the same things and nobody's actually uh, going and trying new places. The name of the same places always pop up, mm -hmm. like if somebody just uh, go on the internet and copy and paste what everybody else said. Right. Uh, when people don't realize that in Venice there are more than 500 restaurants. Wow. Uh, some are good, some are very good, some <laughs> yeah. are bad, some are so-and-so, like any other city. Well, especially but, tourist cities, when you have tourist exactly. restaurants and that, that you exactly. know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But what people don't realize that the what was true 15, 20 years ago about Venice being totally, uh, Venice restaurant being totally for tourists is not true anymore in Venice. There's been a big change, a big uh, uh, shift in uh, the way um, the chef has, have taken over the cuisine. So yes, there are still some tourist ones. So my suggestion is do not eat along the canal near <laughs> the Rialto Bridge That's because right. there's, a, 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 there's a line there of restaurants that is just 
born futurist. Okay. Uh, And funny enough, you literally, 20 meters from there, there is one of the most beautiful restaurants because Trattoria La Madonna is right at the back of the the walk and is amazing. But on the, you know, on the canal, you're paying for (coughs) the view. You're not paying for the food. But apart from that, even restaurants that used to be notorious for being tourists have changed. Um, And more and more places are giving really good food. Now, you cannot expect to come to Venice and pay what you will pay in Umbria or what you will pay in right. Puglia. Right, of for course. A meal. So you can't come expect to pay 20 euros for a meal and walk out happy. If you want to spend 20 euros, you go in a Cicchetti place and have some Cicchetti. Right. In Venice, if you want to eat a decent, you have to pay at least 35 to 40 euros. Okay. Okay. But there is good food nowadays. You can really have good food. But you know, you need to know what to eat. Yes. You do not well, come to Venice and eat pizza. Right. Well, let's you talk know? about it. this is what I want to hear from you. What what do we eat in Venice? What what do okay. you suggest? Let me what tell you first what you don't eat. Okay. 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 Yes, so you don't eat pizza. No. And that's a simple reason. I'm not saying that the pizza is bad. There are some good pizza places in Venice. I can even tell you, you know, they're on my, on my blog anyway. The point is that in Venice, they're not allowed to have wood ovens for security reasons. Because, uh, you know, if there is a, a fire, the whole city will burn down. Okay. Yes. Uh, and there is nothing like a pizza for out from a wood oven. Okay. Right. Uh, and not only that, it's not from our tradition, you know. Uh, the water is not so good in Venice. So, you know, the water makes a big difference when you make your pasta, your pizza dough. Okay. Right. So don't eat pizza. Uh, or if you do, you know, it will not be like the Napoli one. Okay. No. Uh, so in Venice, you go for risotto. Mm-hmm. It's one of our main staples. Risotto is our main staples. It doesn't matter what we put in risotto, it will be great. So more, even than, more so even than pasta, risotto more so than pasta. Absolutely, absolutely. Pasta is a very, uh, let's say, not recent because of course, if I look at books of uh, 200 years ago, we do have pasta. But this rice, uh, is more was and it is more common mm-hmm. now of course uh, you go to the supermarket you can find everything so in the last 30 40 years uh, pasta has become a big staple even on our cuisine but if you really want to go for real venetian food ask for a risotto you will not be disappointed not in venice in, and what are, what are a mean, couple of examples of some of the risotto dishes how okay. would you prepare yeah okay definitely a risotto with fish yes. you know definitely a risotto with cuttlefish and it's ink yeah. ha- ugly to see mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's black it's horrible to see but it tastes great and nobody knows how to make it better than the Venetians because uh, cuttlefish, the sepia, is one of our other staples of the cities where you find in every kind of possible recipe. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's very beautiful. Uh, we, Similar to veget- a calamaro, you'd say, or would you say that or is it, no, it's different? No, you're more likely to find the sepia rather than calamari in Venice. Okay. 
Uh, but I mean, there's there's similar type of fish, though. I think uh, uh, we are two so. different things, but uh, we're both uh, we're dif we're different, but yeah. we're on the, along the way. Okay, similar seafood, but it's not the same. Okay, okay. the taste is also different as well. Uh, the sepia tend to be sweeter and softer. Calamari mm -hmm. tend to go very uh, strong. Um, well, no, a gum, uh, you know, they become like, uh, what do you call it, gum, you know, chewy. very chewy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the word wasn't coming to me. Um, another thing that we have a lot is risotto with vegetables, so according to the season, so for example, now you will find a lot of, uh, of risotto with uh, butternut squash, mm -hmm. come spring, uh, you will have the, art uh, you will, or with artichokes, come spring, you will have the risotto with uh, asparagus, you know, and they are all vegetables that come from the island of Sant'Erasmo, so the uh, big vegetable garden of Venice, and is all fresh and is amazing. So that's one great thing that you definitely got to try. Of course, we have pasta, but we have our own pasta. So you should try bigoli. Hmm. Bigoli is similar to spaghetti, but it's not spaghetti. They're much thicker. And they are made uh, with uh, different kind of flowers. It's just not uh, uh, the uh, normal uh, similar flower. It's two different type of flowers. And the recipe that you should definitely try is bigolin salsa. That is a sauce that is made with uh, uh, salted anchovies, onions, and vinegar. Wow. Yes, and it's, it becomes like a paste. So it's very, but it's not as strong as you think it's going to be. It's actually very delicate as a flavor. Um, another thing that you should try, of course, uh, all fish in all its forms. So from fried fish to grilled fish to uh, uh, fish cooked in a sea uh, crust, you know, Venice is on, you know, is a city built on a lagoon. So of course uh, we have a lot of fish. So the Saturday? Sorry? Sarde? Uh, oh, yeah, Sarde and Saor, the bacala. Oh, my God, the list uh, is, uh, yeah. is so long. Frito I mean, misto, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, frito misto. And also be careful because frito misto in Venice tends to be a mix of uh, fish and vegetables in it. Ah, okay. Okay, so, yeah, we love our fried vegetables here. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that you got to try for sure is polenta. That's another main staple that we have, and we have polenta with practically everything. It's like... Uh, Instead of bread, we love polenta. Oh my God, what else? I should get my book out now. <laughs> like, you know, so there is a point where people keep, I get so annoyed when people say to me, oh, Venetian cuisine is so plain. It doesn't no. taste like anything. No, it is a big deal. The definition of Venetian cuisine is, it is a cuisine that doesn't use a lot of spices. It used to. Okay, mm -hmm. but not in the recent years. We use, tend to use a lot of verbs and stuff, but generally it's a cuisine that try to use one main fresh ingredient, but it's got to be really fresh. Yeah. And anything else that you use with it, it's got to be just to enhance the flavor, not mm -hmm. to cover it. Right. So we don't use the sauces to smother it. Mm -hmm. uh, if they bring you out... Uh, raw fish that is another thing that we eat a lot and i'm not referring to sushi okay it's just raw fish but we know how to do it mm -hmm. you don't even need to put lemon in it because it tastes so good but you just have it as it is 
What are the type of cra uh, crab dishes, uh, the crabs that are specific? Ah, the moek, you're talking about, you want to know about the moeke, don't you? Yes. <laughs> okay, so this is, the moeke is actually the soft shell crab. Soft shell crab, okay. Yeah. Now, the particular thing about this is that this crab only lives in the Venetian lagoon. So yes. I'll tell you a little story so you get what it is and what's happening. A few weeks ago, uh, they only happens twice a year. So in spring and in autumn. So there is a very limited period of time when you can have them. They usually served, you just fry them. So you put them in this kind of butter with an A, not with a U, okay? And then you deep fry them. Uh, so a few, uh, few months ago, I was with a friend of mine. I took her to this restaurant and she's American. She's been living in Venice for a long time, but she's American. And, but she hadn't tried moeke yet because she tried soft shell crab fried in America. Mm. And she hated it. She yeah. told me it was tough. It was really horrible. So we went to this restaurant that I was uh, reviewing and the gentleman said to me, oh, Monica, you know, I just got the moeke. Do you? Oh, I went like, of course, of course, of course. Also because it's a very expensive dish. So when they offer it, it's like, thank you uh, very much. So he brought, brings it out and she says to me, oh, she says, I don't think I like that. Well, I said, tell you what, you try one. Well, she ended up nearly eating all of my plate. <laughs> <laughs> and she said to me, oh, my God, it doesn't taste at all like what I had in America. And I explained to her, because it is a particular type of crab that only lives in the Venetian Lagoon. Mm -hmm. We know when to pick them. So they had to be very, very, very small. It's when they have just lost their, their hard shell. Okay. If you pick them after it just doesn't taste good anymore. It is impossible to eat it. So you need to, it is a very skilled thing, but only, I think there's only two people, two men left in the old, two or three men in the city wow. that still do this job. Yes. So you can imagine, very expensive. I think they sell for about 80, 90 euros a kilo, something like that. Okay. Yeah. 80, that's not 80 90, 80. Oh, yeah. wow. So 80. you're thinking... Uh, 80, yeah. 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. I thought you said 18 or 19. I'm like, no, oh, that's no, not no, 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 no. <laughs> 80, 90 a kilo. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Depends uh, how, how many they are able to, you know, to bring up uh, from the sea. Yeah, yeah, it's very, and it's very, um, you know, it's a very label consumer. I mean, I saw a program about them doing it. It's, uh, it's only, I think it's two or three families left to do it. Uh, they got to know exactly how which crab to pick and which crab to throw back in the water. Hmm. And it's not something that you're taught by, okay, you go and measure it. It's a feeling. You yeah. pick it up and you know by the way you pick it up. So yeah, you can't teach that. I mean, you can't, you no. can't read about that in a book. You have to no. have no. years of experience. Yeah. I mean. yeah, and you can only do that at nighttime. So you can imagine is, uh, yeah, but that's why it costs so much. And yeah, that's why we appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And that's why when people say to me, oh, would you like a plate? Uh, it's like, oh, yes, please. You know, it's like <laughs> uh, one no. of those. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. It's one of those delicacies. But it's, uh, if you got the opportunity to be here in May or in October and you see them on the menu, go for it. Mm -hmm. It's really is uh, a very strange, different flavor. Okay. Very good. 
Well, let's move on to Chiquetti because this is your thing lately. I mean, especially, yep. I mean, you're, you're researching a book that you're writing about that. Of course, it's going to be published very soon. Uh, yes. We're, so we're talking in February, you said it next month, hopefully. Uh, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, between yeah March, well, in spring, so March, April should be out. Well, it's been, it's a book has been in the making for since 2008. Wow. <laughs> so it's taken me a long time. But That's the plenty of research. Is, yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of sacrifice in there. Um, now, I, as I was explaining the other day to somebody, it took so long because, unfortunately, in a good way, uh, the cuisine of Venice is ever changing. So what I actually wrote in 2008 or between those couple of years, I had to completely change everything because it wasn't valid anymore. It wasn't true anymore. Yeah. Because, as I said, in the last 10, 15 years, Venetian cuisine has really changed a lot. The well, let's food... talk about what chiquetti are first for people who don't know. Because oh, they, yeah. I mean, so, I know chiquetti... people call it like tapas, but it's uh, yeah. not exactly. Okay, they're not exactly. Okay, they're born more or less at the same time, but maybe the chiquetti were actually before. So chiquetti comes from the word chicos in Latin, then just mean, means small quantity, okay? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Something very small that in Venice we take as... Uh, well, it used to be as an aperitif, but to be honest with you, now we every uh, every occasion is an excuse to have some. Uh, and you usually have one or two very small bites to eat with a drink that is called a ombra, that is a small shot of wine. Mm -hmm. It's not your actually normal glass of wine. It's a big, it's a, uh, half a quarter of a liter, I think it is, yes. <clears throat> So it's a very small uh, uh, glass, okay. <clears throat> the Venetian used to take before lunch or before dinner. Uh, the story is a bit long, so I'll make it very short. Uh, is uh, in Venice, we, as I said uh, in the other podcast, so go and listen to the other podcast, uh, podcast <laughs> guys. Um, yeah, uh, there was a big problem with water in Venice. We don't have fresh water. So, mm. Venetians had a system where the waters were coming through, it was rainy water collected in cistern. But obviously, this water could be um, contaminated very easily by dead animals and so on. So they had to be able to drink uh, water safely. So the Venetians used to mix the water and wine all the time. Mm. Okay, because the alcohol course, would, would, would kill any bacteria or anything. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But it also would mean the Venetians will be drinking a lot of wine and water all the time, you know. So, you know, for as much as uh, we are, is in the DNA, we still do get drunk eventually. So Venetians, of course, were used to have a system by which every time they drank, they used to have these small bites to eat. Now, the story of the, uh, the wave of the system of uh, food and wine was delivered in Venice is a bit complicated, is a bit... I mean, I haven't got time to tell you now because it's very that's okay. that's okay. You're gonna we'll have to under... get the book. They're gonna yeah, have to right. get the book. That's yeah. right. But uh, like everything in Venice, it was controlled by guilds. There were different type of um, outlets that sold wine or food. Okay, chiquetti were sold in these little places. They used to be called baccaro, but still are called baccaro. Okay where you used to be able to have this small glass of wine and this little chiquetto. We're talking about 200 years ago. Yeah. It became, so um, it became part of the way Venetians lifestyle, okay? And then in the last uh, 20 years, 
uh, is become part of a lifestyle for tourists as well, because of course they discovered a very good thing <laughs> in Venice. Yeah. And the Cicchetti generally are very small, but they're different in each place you go. So you could do, have a place where they give you a bit of polenta with bacala mantecato, that's a mousse of dry cod. You could go to another one where you have some on sardine saur, that is sweet and sour sardine. Uh, and Polpette, you know, the typical Venetian uh, meatballs, either fried or in the oven or in tomato sauce, um, you name it, every place has got its own recipes. And that's the beauty of it, because you can go from one part of Venice to another, you walk into a place, you just order a glass of wine, a couple of these things, then you carry on walking, stop in another place, and you get to try all different good foods and uh, doesn't cost too much because the other day, I think uh, I went to a place where I had a really good glass of wine and two chiquetti cost me four euros. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I mean, can you, like you said, I mean, we were talking earlier, you said don't eat pizza. If you want to spend less, go for chiquetti. Can you, yeah. can you make a dinner out of that or like a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, when I do my tours, because I do uh, the chiquetti, I was uh, the first one in Venice to start to do the chiquetti tour. I usually take people to two or three places in a three hour uh, time scale that way we can take you very easily and we can sit down and chat and stuff and yeah at the end I always say to everybody don't book dinners after because you'll be full and everybody totally agrees with me and if you're still hungry you just eat more or you just go sure. to another place sure. so but I think it's a great way to discover the dishes of Venice because most of the things that you find as chiquetti then are actually available as proper dishes right yeah, that's interesting. I, I would highly recommend that to anybody who's, you know, they can take one of your tours and, you know, it's, it's a way to, number one, you're walking around seeing the city uh, mm -hmm. and, you, and you can, you know, tell them a little bit about the different neighborhoods and then, you know, the individual places where you stop, um, you know, there's, they each have their own history and like you said, their own specialty dish and uh, yeah. it's, I think it's a really authentic way to, to tour Venice uh, as opposed to just, you know, I don't know like uh, you know I, I mean the food obviously in Italy is always part of the culture and so I think when you learn a little bit about the food and the food traditions you also learn a, about the culture at large and so I think it's an excellent way to see the city mm -mm -mm. yeah and uh, and it can be cheaper as well I mean because yeah. Venice can be I, I, I don't deny Venice can be very expensive we know that yeah. uh, you know it's, I'm not gonna say it's not and eating as well can be very expensive. But uh, as I said, you can buy a glass of wine for two euros. And this <laughs> so is the ombretto or the, uh, what do you yeah, call it? Yeah, the ombra. Yeah, the ombra. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, so ombra means shadow. So this. Um... Uh, yes. Okay. Do you want the legend or the true or the real story? I, I'll tell you the story <laughs> I heard. And then you tell me if it's okay. the legend or the truth. Yeah. Okay. So the story I heard is that there was a, these little carts that would sell the wine and there was under the shadow of uh, the, the the Campinelli di Casan Marco, and it would, as the sun would move and the ombra would move, these carts would move along with the ombra. And so they call them ombra. That's yeah, right. that's a legend. That's, that's a legend. legend. Okay. What's that the truth? is a legend. <laughs> but I got to say something about this. So in my book, I've actually uh, put down, uh, it's going to be about historical references and uh, miti da sfatare. How do you say in Italian, in English? Um, miti is myths. Myths? Yeah, das fatare myths to be how do you call it displayed or you know not, not uh, whatever. Anyway, so uh, I decided to put the legends anyway because Venice is a city that probably 
use propaganda the most of anybody else, okay? <laughs> and uh, as somebody said to me, when a legend carries on going for 500 years, it becomes history. That's right. Okay, so, That's you know, good. yeah. Uh, so, and then it did that. So many stories that we tell about the cities are actually not true. Mm. but they become part of the history so so the real story about the ombra is actually uh this term was uh, uh this idea was created by a professor a venetian professor mm -hmm. that uh he used to be obviously a lover of wine and he defined it as half a glass of wine drunk at the counter half a glass of wine okay right. so what i was telling you before uh and the actually ombra the word ombra comes from the fact a little bit an idea a shadow of something i see okay yeah now the, because it was very well known by all the uh, uh wine people of the city you know by all the um uh, wine bars and so on this professor all of the owners of the different bars, of the different wine bars, of the different bakery, osteria, start to use the word. So it's actually the exactly half of a quarter of a liter. Pura mm Umbra -hmm. is actually a small shot of wine. Okay. Okay. I've, I've also heard. The legend okay, was better, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see <laughs> sometimes you just pick the better story you don't worry about the truth uh, exactly but, but uh i also came across in venice the, a small beer like a birino or something like this is this yeah. also a thing i mean like they, they do the si. smaller yeah see 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 it's the same idea because okay. of course it's always the same idea but they didn't want sometimes venetian because the nations drink a lot okay yeah. uh it was just one way of refreshing themselves and to have a whole a uh, big glass of beer sometimes it was too much. You have a birrino, so you have just a, this uh, small glass of beer, just you gulp it down to, you know, freshen up and then you yep. walk away. Yeah, yeah, same idea, same idea. So, I mean, the Cicchetti, obviously this is, I love it. It's a way to, it's a great way to, to see the city and your tours, um, you know, bring you to all these places now, but you also have another activity, uh, a cook in Venice. You do this with somebody else, your partner with somebody else. And you yes, do, like, so we might cooking classes. Yeah. Is it cooking classes or is it more just about? Uh... Uh, no, no, we do a bit of everything. So we, my best friend, Arianna, uh, we known each other since our children were at uh, primary school and now we're at, uh, we're at university. So you get it. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, we started in 2010 cooking Venice. I came after, uh, during a tour, somebody said to me, oh, but you know so much about food that you should teach it and turns out Ariana just she's an amazing cook she's uh, the uh, daughter of farmers uh, who are children of farmers who came from farmers so I think her family has been farmers for over a hundred years so she can actually gut a pig wow okay? that's yeah. a skill yeah I know, I know. So, uh, and she's an amazing cook. So we were talking, I said, oh, yeah, you know, Ariana, we should, I mean, I'm a bit fed up of people coming to Venice and say well, they eat bad. We should teach them. And she said, oh, I like to do that. So we started this thing and he actually blossomed a lot uh, within six months and we started doing cooking classes. Okay. So we used to do them in our house in the countryside and in Venice itself. After that, we starting to offer also dinners. So we actually cook dinners. So if you come over and you take an apartment in Venice, yeah, we can come and cook you a whole uh, dinner, a whole meal so, for you. Oh, and you and and I guess if the 
people want to watch and participate they can see what you're doing in the kitchen and all that sort of oh, thing no right? i usually kick them out <laughs> okay okay it's you know what they say class, too, it's, it's a different no, type of you know service what, yeah exactly you know what i'm saying you know what they say too many cooks in the kitchen yeah, you know right. so now also because you have to remember the kitchens in venice are tiny anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. so generally yeah now it's true no so we definitely do dinners but the cooking class instead we'll go with the people to the rialto market we do ah. shopping there yeah. Then we go back to the location and uh, we do three hours cooking class. So we do a whole meal and then we sit down all together and we eat all together. That sounds wonderful. So if people want to um, find you on the internet and they want to, you know, maybe they, I mean, do you have one hub where you can look at your uh, Chiquetti tour, your cooking yes. classes? Your, yeah, yeah. Your... On my website, yeah, yeah www.cookinvenice.com. Uh, okay. And, and everything is there. Everything is there. Chiquetti tour, uh, cooking, everything. cooking yeah. classes. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. I'll put that on the website along with your blog. Your blog, I was looking at your blog again today. I mean, I, you know, I wanted to look at it, refresh my memory before we talked. And it looks really nice. I mean, not only do you have wonderful articles about, you know, everything about Venice and, and touring and eating in Venice, but uh, the design is great too. And, and, you, you know, oh, you nice, and you have nice pictures and, and everything, nice Instagram account. And so, um, thanks. you know, if someone's going to be going to Venice, it would be wise to follow you, um, your blog and your, and your social media. To, to yeah. really, I, I, I try to be different because I've I realized sometimes I realize I started years ago you know you make a list of the 10 things to do here the 10 things to do yeah, there yeah, but yeah. then I realize everybody does that and I do I in my head bloggers should give informations and I mean informations so for me if I tell you to go and visit that church I need to tell you what's in the church it's not just about say oh it looks good right you know so i think my articles tend to be a bit too long sometimes but i no, like no, to no. give information you know i like to give informations so That's, you know yeah i'm gonna put that on my on my you know when when i publish these uh podcasts there's always a little blog article to go along with it and i put links to uh, to mm -hmm. your sites and your your social media so i think that's a great way for people to to research their trip to venice and hopefully they're going to spend more than uh a few hours you know, my god yeah yeah that, um, that is my 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 wish uh to see one day venice where only people the minimum stay is five days yeah that would be <laughs> wonderful no that's oh my I god mean, that five days is, would be amazing i mean i think even if they can stay two nights that's that's something i mean it's you know at least <sighs> You wake up in Venice before the the, the yeah. cruise ship comes into town, and you can see. Yeah. Well, I got to say, things has already changed since the cruise ships are not coming into town. Uh, they coming over from Trieste, but we haven't seen that many because of COVID and stuff. Yeah. I've got to say, at the moment, the few tourists that I've seen, because I have seen some, okay, uh, it's all people that said to me they were staying for at least three to five days, if not more. So that it's was perfect. very good. Yeah. So yeah, that's when uh, you enjoy the city the most, I think, or, you know, the early hours or maybe even at night after dinner, I mean, you can walk around and there's really, I mean, the city just empties out. I mean, it's amazing how, I know. how much it changes during the day. It's like it's empty, then it's full and then it's empty again. And it's, and it's really, safe. And it's one of oh, the safest gosh. cities in the world. I keep so telling, safe. I keep saying it's the perfect city for single women. Or yeah. group of women to come because sure. it is a safe city. Because I and everybody says to me, but why? Why haven't you got that much crime? 
simple venice is too expensive to live on so, right. oh, 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 you know so over gang we don't have gangs and no. stuff like that i mean of course i'm not saying it, but are, there isn't any crime and stuff but let's say compared to maybe a big city like rome or milan where you can right. get mugged and stuff like that pocket, it yeah. doesn't happen mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't happen in venice i mean oh don't get me wrong it does happen but knowing the big numbers i mean we had big problems in 2017, 2018, we start having a lot of pickpocketers, but mm. funny enough, they weren't locals. They used to come no, over by not. train. Right. No, they used to come over by train from Milan and Florence, right. spend the day in Venice, pickpocket, and then go back. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> we even and, got, uh, we even you... got <laughs> pickpocketer visitors. <laughs> I think your biggest danger in Venice is if you don't watch where you're going, you could walk right into a, a canal, but uh, that's about uh... it. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but it just uh, yeah. it doesn't happen often. No, yeah, I know. It, a friend, it happened to a friend of mine. I think I think she was. Drunk oh no! She fell in, but, oh, okay. Uh, see, when generally who does is is the people that are drunk. Yeah, that's when it happens <laughs> generally, or, or whatever. But very rarely, very rarely. And generally, if unless it happens in the middle of the night, there's always somebody that comes and helps right. you out. And right. and also you remember the canals are not that deep anyway. No, that's right. That's right. So, unless it's kind of grand, in which case. Well, listen, Monica, you've been very generous with your time and information and i thank you for talking to me about this and uh i'm going to put all this on my website and my podcast my blog and all that so people can find you and, and and get a little deeper dive into venice because there's so much to discover uh of course we're talking about the food traditions right now but on the other podcast we talked about you know tourism in general mm -hmm. so um okay yeah. monica thank you for joining me and uh you know i look forward to meeting up with you next time i'm in venice and we'll go have some chichetti it was a pleasure Thank, Thank you. you. Well, that's it for today's episode. Come back next time for another generous helping of straight talk about the benefits of a Mediterranean diet. And find us on our website at eatlikeanitalian.com. Ciao.